Hello, this is Hamida from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 7th of March, and the big news comes from the districts of Jammu and Samba, where all the primary schools have been shut down. This is after two people were suspected of having contracted the highly infectious coronavirus. The principal secretary of planning, Rohit Kansal, in a tweet said that the two cases were both high viral load and had a high probability of being tested positive. He said both cases have been kept in isolation at GMC Jammu and are currently stable. All biometric attendants in JNK have also been suspended immediately till March 31. All primary schools in Jammu and Samba districts of JNK will also be closed till March 31 with immediate effect. Meanwhile, in Assam, at least 127 people have been in contact with an American tourist who had contracted the virus. The tourist left for Bhutan from the state. An Assam minister said that the resort where the tourist stayed has been identified. They have also isolated the resort workers and staff. In Guwahati, the floor of a hotel in which he stayed in has also been sanitized and isolated. Health Minister Harshwardhan is set to meet Prime Minister Narendra Modi to discuss coronavirus. This comes after at least 31 people have been infected in India. Among the 31 infected are 16 Italian tourists. Congress leader Rahul Gandhi was earlier screened for the virus at the Delhi airport upon his return from Italy, the party said today. This was after BJP's Ramesh Biduri suggested that Sonia Gandhi and Rahul should be wary of spreading the disease. The health minister has urged the public to maintain hygiene standards. He said that a good standard of hand hygiene can be a preventive measure to keep away the respiratory viral illness. Earlier, in a global business summit by a media house, PM Modi said that the coronavirus has come up as a big challenge in front of the world and all have to tackle the situation together. He also asked people to avoid handshakes and start greeting people with Namaste again. The virus has killed more than 3,000 people globally. According to reports, people rushing to buy face masks and hand sanitizers has led to a shortage in both. The government has warned of actions against hoarding and black marketing of these times. Yes Bank founder Rana Kapoor was taken by the Enforcement Directorate to Mumbai for questioning this morning. His house was searched on Friday by the same. A lookout circular has been issued against Kapoor and other former directors to prevent them from leaving the country. According to reports, ED started the probe after a money laundering case was initiated under the Prevention of Money Laundering Act. This was done based on details from investigations into Devan Housing Corporation Limited or DHFL. The story goes as such, the DHFL promoter Kapil Vadavan and his brother Dheeraj allegedly purchased properties of late drug lord Iqbal Mirchi. A case has been registered against him and Kapil Vadavan, who had earlier been arrested in January, is now out on bail. Now, where does Yes Bank come into the picture? Well, ED alleged that the bank gave loans to the corporation, that is DHFL. At the same time, crores of rupees were transferred to accounts linked to Rana Kapoor. These accounts included those of his wife. Meanwhile, government-run State Bank of India, or SBI, has been told to rescue Yes Bank and is helping in restructuring plans. SBI is the largest lender by assets and will take a 49% stake in Yes Bank. What about the deposits? Yes Bank has said they are safe. Former Chief Financial Officer of SBI, Prashant Kumar, who is now Yes Bank's administrator, said that a solution was being worked upon to resolve the issue, until the RBI's moratorium expires. He said that they will get back to the RBI on Monday. Today, Congress leader P. Chidambaram said that the rescue plan was bizarre and called it a command performance. Here's the backstory. The Reserve Bank of India took over the bank's board for 30 days. The RBI said there was a quote-unquote serious deterioration in the financial position of the bank. A day before, Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman shared a list of malpractices by top leadership in the bank, leading to its restructuring in management by the centre. Sitaraman said, and I quote, 
the RBI noticed that the governance issues were of serious concern. There was definitely a culture of weak compliance. There were wrong asset classifications together with risky credit decisions. Since RBI started getting clear indicators, they took some concrete steps which they have informed about. Unquote. She also lashed out at the opposition's criticism, saying that the crisis had originated on Congress's watch. On Thursday, the government set the withdrawal limit to 50,000 rupees for depositors of Yes Bank. The cap will stay in effect till 3rd April, according to an official notification by the finance ministry. This is part of an order of moratorium which also stayed the commencement or continuance of all actions and proceedings against the bank. Kapoor had been the CEO of the bank since its inception in 2004. He had to step down in September of 2018 after the RBI rejected his request to extend his term. Following the development, the shareholders suffered huge losses in trade on Friday. The stock dipped 56% to close to 16.2 rupees. Dear listeners, it's hard to be critical when you're dependent on advertisers. But when you're dependent on consumers, you're able to keep news free. Don't get it? Well, that's alright. To help you understand, Vivek Call writes a piece titled, Dear Reader, You Should Pay for News. Will you? And we understand too. That's why our lowest subscription starts at 300 rupees per month. So go to newslaundry.com and subscribe for more content like this. Now, back to the news. Two Malayalam news channels were banned for 48 hours on Friday for their coverage on last week's Northeast Delhi violence. Asianet News and Media One TV were taken off air at 7:30 p.m. IST for the reporting on the violence that erupted over the contentious Citizenship Act. The violence killed more than 50 people and injured over 200. However, today at 1:30 a.m., Asianet was back on air. Media One TV resumed broadcasting this morning. On Friday evening, an order had been issued late by the Information and Broadcasting Ministry. The order said that both channels had violated provisions of the Cable Television Network Rules of 1994 after broadcasting reports on February 25 that quote-unquote highlighted the attack on places of worship and siding towards a particular community. The ministry said Asianet had referred to the attacks as communal violence and its anchor or correspondent had said, and I quote, the centre gave silent consent for the violence. For Media One TV, the order highlighted the phone-in of a Delhi-based correspondent who alleged that vandals had attacked anti-CA protesters at Northeast Delhi's Chand Bagh. Chand Bagh has been one of the area's worst hit from the Delhi violence. According to the ministry, the Media One reporters also said, and I quote, Delhi police remained inactive, vandalized shops and fruit carts and set them ablaze, unquote. A copy of the transmission that aired on Media One TV was examined by the ministry, which said it attacked the government for its cold-shouldered approach towards anti-CA protesters. It criticised the Delhi police for failing to register FIRs against a provocative speech by an unnamed BJP leader in Jafrabad, also one of the violence-hit areas. In response, Media One TV called the 48-hour ban a blatant attack against free and fair reporting. Asianet News said their reporters had risked their lives to report on the violence. With regards to allegations of siding with a particular community, the channel said that they had also broadcasted interviews with residents of Yamuna Vihar who belonged to the majority community. The ban elicited sharp reactions from the Kerala government and senior Congress leaders. Kerala Finance Minister Thomas Isak lauded the channels for quote-unquote impartial reportage and exposing Hindutva communal brigades. Senior Congress leader and Lok Sabha MP Shashi Tharoor tweeted, and I quote, How on earth can Malayalam channels inflame communal passions in Delhi? Unquote. Responding to the criticism, Union Minister Prakash Javadekar said that press freedom was absolutely essential for a democratic setup. In international news, Saudi Arabia has detained three royal princes on charges of plotting a coup. 
According to the US media, the detainees include King Salman's brother, Prince Ahmed bin Abdul Aziz Al Saud, and his nephew, Prince Mohammed bin Naif. Both have been accused of treason. According to reports, they were detained from their homes early Friday. The Saudi royal court has accused them of plotting a coup to unseat the king and the crown prince. They could face lifetime imprisonment or execution. Both were once potential contenders to the throne. Additionally, Prince Naif's younger brother, Prince Nawaf bin Naif, has also been detained. The detentions come after a wave of crackdowns by Prince Mohammed bin Salman over dissidents of the monarchical regime. He has imprisoned prominent clerics, activists, princes and business elites. Earlier, the prince received widespread international condemnation over the murder of critic and journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Khashoggi was killed inside the kingdom's Istanbul consulate in October of 2018. Following the incident, one of the present detainees, Prince Ahmed, had returned to Saudi Arabia from London. Before returning, he had made controversial remarks to protesters chanting against the Saudi royals. This was because of the country's involvement in the conflict in Yemen. According to a widely circulated online video of the incident, he said, and I quote, "What does the family have to do with it? Certain individuals are responsible." the king and the crown prince unquote the prince had been edged out by salman over the heirship to the throne after his arrival later reports said that the prince had been placed under house arrest the reports were strongly denied by the saudi authorities the detentions also coincide with the suspension of the annual holy islamic pilgrimage to makkah in lieu of the coronavirus outbreak now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com Since when is life so cheap is the title of a report by reporters Shonak, Shashikala, Mayank and Proma who went and spoke with the families of the deceased on the ground following the northeast delhi violence Also don't miss Ayush's and Basant's deconstruction of a popular op india report falsely claiming that an islamist mob forcibly occupied a temple and hurled stones at hindus from the roof To find out the details read the report titled Fact Check Did a Muslim mob forcibly occupy a temple in northeast delhi That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you on Monday. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.